Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. Hi. Hi. Episode 124. I think it's 124. Is it 125? I think it's 124. 124. My old door number. On, hello, hang on a sec. I'm about to be stormed by a baby. Hello, baby. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm recording a thing. She, came, she ran in all naked, wanted to see what I was up to. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that in. People can hear a baby running in the background. Um, this is a very fun episode we recorded uh, just at the last weekend with comedian, singer, um, funny all-round person Jordan Gray. It's good, wasn't it? Got... <laughs> it was the longest. I was just blowing <laughs> smoke out. I was wondering. I was wondering. Well, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really fun. It's a really fun episode. Um, she's very good value, and uh, we talk about a bunch of stuff, and um, and we also anyway new information. Patrons have just got a little sneak preview of. Uh, the studio we're going to be using down the line. TVI Towers. TVI Towers. And um, basically, it looks like, I think with the timing, we start. We're, it looks like we're starting in September. We're going to start doing the these main episodes in the studio. So you'll be able to see actual footage of us talking to another human being in the same room. It's exciting, isn't it? It's not, even just yesterday, it was nice. We were just sitting there having a coffee, having a chat. And it was like, it was oh, good, this it? is what conversations are meant to be like. Zoom does its job but you know it's, now, good. It's, it's good i guess if guests can't get to london yes or whatever. yeah there is there, there'll always be a place for it but you don't want it to be and the, the get togethers as well on patreon would be zoom wouldn't they yeah there's so it will cram have... everyone in the studio <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's you know there is a place for zoom i'm not saying zoom has been you know it's saved the day in it during the pandemic yeah it's great man but you know, it's nice to be back face to face with people. No, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So we've put a, a couple of clips have gone out for the for the non patrons um, on social media, so you can see what we're talking about. But the patrons have bit got to watch the full catch up of us sitting in a studio, um, talking about the plans and just talking about a bunch of other stuff. So there we go. That's at patreon.com forward slash we are TVI. Sorted. Sorted. Right, that's it. Kick back and enjoy this episode of us chatting to Jordan Gray. Enjoy your day, people. Recording in progress. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome hi. to TVI, formerly Two Vegan Idiots. Um, Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. Hi. Hi. Um, and guest Jordan Gray. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Gentlemen, thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks your, for coming. Uh, Anachronized podcast. Acronized podcast, should I Is say? That, well, yeah, it's um, because it, we we used to be called. To, it was two vegan idiots, and we thought 
That's it a was good a bit word. Acronized. Acronized. Yeah. Is that? It might not be real, but oh, yeah, it might not be real. <laughs> it's true. We just believed you. You said it. You said it with the confidence of somebody who thought yeah. this is, or knew it. But it's, I mean, it, it puts you in the mind. Yeah. Well, that's like most acronyms, I suppose. Um, it, it puts you in <laughs> the mean, mind yeah. of the time variance authority of the recent Loki tv series the tva is a is an institution in that show so now you're it's sort of yeah it makes you sound more official like you're you're in charge of the the time thread of the universe the are you saying you. we're not actually official that's <laughs> <laughs> what i'm hearing a, a friend of mine is in that tv show um and she's or she's just and she's on the, she's an actor and she has gone from just like she was, you know, she, I, when I met her, she was just doing bits of theatre, the popping up in a little bit of telly here and there, and now she's literally like a Hollywood actor. Blimey, it's mad. Like she's, um, yeah, she's in the new series by the people that you? did The Wire. Like okay. she's now just like super, yeah. She and she was like, she was like, well, I think she was quite. A, I've not seen Loki, but I think she was one of, like the main characters. Yeah, I've never heard lot of... of Loki. What, what is it? It's one of the it... Marvel spin-offy things. It's, oh, very low key. it's very low-key. Oh, okay. It's very no. low-key. I just realised I said that in such a patronising... Yeah. It's one of them Marvel things. <laughs> Come on, Julian, shut up. <laughs> it's like you've got a the... kid interrupting. <laughs> uh, you hear a lot of stories about people... Marvel being the thing that's launched a lot of comedian... Yeah. Or comedy writer, writer-performers' careers. They don't tend to appear as comedy characters, but the yeah, yeah, writers' yeah. careers are made by Marvel. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Who, that, who would have known? Yeah. Um, but um, what we were, I was going to say that there is a bit of background noise, which I apologise for, but it's my neighbours, um, that one of them is a DJ. They, uh, he organised a club night round the corner. Um, and He's it was just come back from the event. army. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, they, like, they literally pulled an all-nighter and are now shit-faced out on the front drive, clearing up loads of stuff, like loading a van. And they're so like... Like, they're just giving away loads of free stuff to all the neighbours. So when so I got they back, they don't know that official TVI being recorded. <laughs> but when I got home from the farmers market, they gave me a pallet of water bottle bottles, uh, a bottle of Jägermeister, um, a big uh, a litre thing of pineapple juice. They just gave me this selection of stuff that was left over from the bar. They gave me a box of fresh mint that they had from Mojitos, and they're just Would like you, they're being like- very loud. When you're in the mind frame of I never want to see this stuff again, you would try and shift it after a night. First, yeah. month, the first thought would be store that for next time. Well, this oh, is yeah, a, I yeah. to pay for it again. I said that to him, but he is currently, you know, on a 14-hour coke binge, so he's, <laughs> he's not exactly thinking he's straight. Probably on the old Mandy, <laughs> in it, telling everyone. No, I mean, you know, gifts. I, I think he's on the, I think he's on the older. Colombian marching powder, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're talking to someone that you can just, they're proper, just like. All nighter, he had like sort of white stuff around the edge of his mouth. That's the worst. Dehydration. That's the. I vomited because of people talking to me like that. I was trying to avoid someone once because they were, you know, when they're really in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like next to my face, and he had white bits on his mouth, and I pretended to do my shoelace up to get away from him. And then, but he came down with me. Oh man. (laughs) It is. That's funny, isn't it? Um, People that learn how to communicate, they're like, the face is a really important part of it. They talk young, but you have to show your expression. So they think if you can't see (laughs) their face, that you don't understand. I'm not deaf, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doing sign language with his mouth. (laughs) 
I was in a barbecue the other day and a, a coked up guy was mansplaining jogging to me and a friend that what jogging was. Jogging wow. means to run a little bit fast. <laughs> That's what he said. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you must, oh, you must know him. Um, yeah, yeah. I... Um, well, and he was on coke, was he, with like yeah. white bits? Oh, what's he oh, talking yeah. about jogging for? <laughs> but that's a classic sort of coked up conversation. You yeah, just hear yeah, somebody it's... talking about jogging, you're like, yeah, yeah, I used to run yes. a bit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Chatting it's, just, it's just pure ego, isn't it? It's oh, just man. like everything's ego led. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was he what was a business, his, man. What was his take on um, on jogging? It was telling me about the. the it's, it's real information. There's a Swedish words well i've done pe in school like education not the not uh, the, yogi, yogi. the theory it... uh, i believe it's called uh, not and just it's... jogging as i just yeah. pronounced it <laughs> i think that's just a piece of furniture from like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the it's running really fast and then really slow then really fast then really right. slow to keep oh, like the high intensity yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah, it was just explaining. And doing that, coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fast slow coke. Fast slow line. Yeah, it's one of them. It's a weird, uh, weird drug, isn't it? Never it's just, it. It's, really. It's, yeah. um, it's not, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't judge anyone because I've, I've done it. You know, I went through, I went through a phase of doing it quite a lot in a, in a quite a debauched period of my life. But, you know, this I just... Morning, I never ever. You always just basically the next day you always regretted a lot of the stuff you said because you, yeah. it was just like just incessant talking about absolute guff. Oh, do you know God. what I mean? I mean, which is, it's almost a tagline for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least here we're all uh, sober and compassmental all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, anyway, um, so welcome to the podcast, Jeff Aldrin. Great, they've actually now, I think, packed up. So the sound in the background has it will pass now. Dissipated, yeah. So they're um, on coke and they've got work to do on the house now. No, no, they, they were just loading a van. Oh, um, okay. of loads that's of... hassle though, isn't it? The morning after. But I reckon they're just they're at the end still of that all night. While they've still got the energy, they've gone like, yeah, why don't we just clear up now? And you're just like, just go to bed, mate. Just have some oh. sleep, you know. But, um, it takes such a weird pride in. Cause I, I, I never done any drugs apart from like psychedelic drugs and uh, lots of alcohol. So at the end of the night, when everyone else is monging, I take this weird pride in being like, "Don't worry, I'll clean up." And it was like, yeah. no, uh, to a point when there's nobody there watching you're me anymore. Tripping. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move the yeah. unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> well, so at times when I've just drunk a lot of alcohol and they've smoked themselves yeah. into oblivion and like loads of people's dishwashers in other people's houses without asking it's quite an intimate act when it was not prompted when it was unsolicited yeah, yeah. and it I used is... to do that all the time thinking I was helping I think they just thought I was weird they're like you ain't fucking loaded that right yeah 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 that's it everyone's got their own sort of dishwasher loading technique tongs up yeah on the forks either tongs up or tongs down that's it's that's almost like jam forks, before all, cream always... on a scone yeah. Uh, my, yeah I'm a forks Oh, actually, in mine, it's got to be forked up because the the cutlery bit has small dividers. Right. But at my in-laws, um, they have a very strange technique. Uh, that forks I... out the window. <laughs> <laughs> forks back in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, they all just have their individual family fork, yeah, with the crest on. It's just an Aussie thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I uh, my mate Garrett once did that, and it was the happiest I've ever been. Like, we had a barbecue... And it was like everyone was just battered, and he was just sleeping here because he couldn't obviously get a taxi home. 
and um, he woke up early and not early but like earlier than I did and I got up and he'd cleaned and got a taxi home so I didn't have I didn't have that thing of like you know when you get up sometimes you just wish no one had stayed at your house if they did you're just like I wish everyone would just leave I want to be alone I want it to be quiet so he'd left so I had the quiet but he'd also done all the hard work yeah and it was just I I, I couldn't believe it takes an interesting kind of guy to do that yeah he's got some issues unresolved issues that he's living yeah Yeah. he's a people pleaser but it's good (laughs) but he fled as well he didn't wait for the for the adulation this is he it went like an assassin yeah, yeah. So, so just just to wake you up sorry i've, I've cleaned your house i'm i'm fucking off now so I yeah, mean, he didn't I, do anything yeah, about that i'd leave such a sort of a note of going mate you know i just got up i thought I'd, yeah you'd and leave my a note. bank yeah. details yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my monzo no pressure yeah. um, i but, uh, i lived in sweden for uh, uh quite a long time and i lived on a ranch and I, uh, the reason I lived there is because I went out there once to perform and I loved it so much. I said, can I live on your ranch? Uh, it was, I was performing for a, a, a horse show where they breed. That was your rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I a diva. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, a champion horse. Um, I, so I lived out there and then I, uh, they were basically room and board. Uh, if I could live on the ranch and help out at the ranch. So I just got really good at looking after horses. But for the first couple of days I was there, I tried to overdo it. So I learned how to muck out the stables. And you're supposed to do it first thing when you wake up in the morning. And everyone comes in and does it. So I thought one day I'm going to go in and do it at like 5.30 in the morning before everyone else arrives at 7 and they'll get there and it's all done. Which sounds like a great idea, except you're not supposed to do that because it fucks up the horses. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, no. I'm waking them up at five in the morning, like, wait, let's oh, just get shit out of the way. Get up. Yeah, and then the, the horse person that knows about horses is like, well, now they're going to be fucked for the rest of the day. They're going to go to bed at like nine, nine at night. We're supposed that's to like... That's like yeah. babies. Well, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that horses were, were they so grateful, um, sensitive. Though? The horses were they... showed no change Gratitude to their emotions at whatsoever. All. Yeah, um, but the people were sort of... I think they thought I'd try to do a good thing. But yeah. yeah, they're not like it's, they're not like cars. Basically, it's not a job done. They are a living thing that you can't mess up their routine. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize horses were so like yeah, they were so strict fragile. on their timings. If they yeah, if they've learned a certain way of doing things, they're bizarre horses. Like Cause... you know, like that whole thing of if you tie a rope to like a horse and then you tie it to a fence, it gets used to thinking that that rope is the thing that's stopping it. So then, if you tie that rope to a bucket, it will it not try run away. Yeah, because it thinks really? the rope is what stops it. They've just got used oh, to it. But it's like that thing. What a dumb they, piece of shit. <laughs> it's, it's like when they tie the like the elephant up to like something really f- like flimsy, but it grows, and it doesn't know that it could just pull that off. It's exactly oh, the same thing. Yes. I just used exactly the same example. Yeah, you told the same story. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was using a metaphor. Yeah. Just changed <laughs> horse to elephant. If you can explain jogging to me, I'm still trying to figure yeah, yeah. out what jogging is. It's like sprinting, but you slow down. It's, like, um, it's, it's different. You were, it was a different animal. But if you ever, the most embarrassing thing I think you can do is when you've not been listening to what somebody's saying and then you say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I just thought I said exactly what I just said. And you're just, you just try and backpedal I'm like oh sorry I was yeah and yeah. basically the, the truth is look man I wasn't listening I was thinking about something else yeah, yeah. while you were talking just thinking about going home <laughs> uh, but um you mentioned performing in uh Sweden because you're obviously obviously you're a multi um medium performer is that the right way of saying it maybe yeah yeah singing comedy yeah done music for 10 years yeah um, for comedy and that's why I was booked out there for uh, I've not performed 
comedy in Scandinavia just yet. I've had a good go around the old uh, Barcelona. Oh and yeah. Catalonia area. They've got oh, really? a lot of expats I, out there. That's I a did a, I've done a gig in Barcelona. It was good fun. Yeah. But um, it's yeah, they're better expats than in some countries. We talked That's a bit a on, good our, shout, actually, on yeah. our last episode. We had Ed Byrne on, and we talked about like the worst expat countries. And we were talking about the Middle East, basically. Um, Singapore. You meet some horrible English people in Singapore. Um, because they've, got, they've got a sense of entitlement where English people in like Barcelona and stuff tend to be a bit more... Well, they understand they're not going to get treated better than the locals. Yeah, like they yeah. would in certain countries. So actually, they tend to be a bit more normal, don't they? They're a bit more There's a bit more cosmopolitan. white privilege in Middle East, is there? Bit more white privilege. No, right? I mean you get treated differently based on race. Oh, well, it, obviously, because like most expats who go to certain Middle Eastern countries in Singapore and places like that um, are wealthy business types, okay, aren't yeah. they? So they instantly almost they've bought into being in a higher class, haven't they? So they they get the benefits of that. Yeah, whereas in Spain they are just, just your barmans, your Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, do you do you still are you still singing? Are you still doing music? For corporate events, it's easy money. It's money for old rope. Um, yeah. Uh, and I do musical comedy. I liked that combining those two things. Yeah. I yeah. think there is two types of musical comedy. There's your there's your <laughs> Tim Minchins and your Bo Burnhams who are singing very seriously and earnestly about ridiculous things. Yes. And then there's your Victoria Woods, Besser, and uh, I can't think of any too many good examples of what I'm talking about, but they're they're singing about funny things in a funny way as if like and they're very much like the yeah yeah you're ricky gervaises as well i suppose like you 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 believe that i think that what i'm singing about is real and it's misguided and i love that sort of comedy that's where i'm at yeah 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 it's more Um, character i guess would you say like yeah definitely yeah i'm an ego-based character i'm all right at the piano but my shtick is Look how fucking good I am at this. I keep forgetting yeah, how good yeah. I am every five seconds looking down like this is amazing. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> but you are That's... really good, so it works. Thank you. And you know what? It's the day that people stop laughing at that is the day that they must think I'm I mean it. And that yes. then I failed. They I because I'm I'm just loving it. I'm along for the ride. Like and I obviously I've worked really hard to be a good at piano, but it's still a lovely thing to be able to do for a living. But the day that people think I'm being serious, then that's it. I don't I wouldn't know how to get back the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it's a hard yeah. I think we've all got every comedian's got that sort of thing of like real like realizing what they're about on stage and see like the moment people see that like, I'm very chatty and like likable. I try and be you know, on stage, and the, I, what I think the thing if I ever slightly lose my temper with an audience member, then that whole thing is gone. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm the miss, I'm Mr. Right. Nice Guy and yeah. I'm chatting to everyone. Hey. And it, But if somebody's been a bit of a dickhead and I normally play with them a bit and try and sort of deal with suddenly it that way. Suddenly break character. But if I suddenly just go, mate, can you fucking shut up? Like, And I get the, the whole audience. the fucking face. Because the whole audience suddenly think, oh, hang on a sec. Is he not a nice man? Yeah, which one am I supposed to believe? Exactly. It. And it they just it undermines the whole what you're trying to be and get but across. But if they're on your side and someone's irritating the whole audience, you yeah, but it's do just it that a... tone. The moment yeah. you lose your yeah. temper, if you're, if you're the chatty nice person on stage they just i find that i can't really be serious and have a go at someone yeah because then go into like a joke (laughs) you've got a dryness though where you could deliver something that's really harsh and biting but if you did it without any the the emotional fervor you you could say the words and it would land really hard because it's like you're giving it the same energy that you would if you had an anecdote about a dog or coffee yeah in the same like 
has to be consistent, doesn't it? Yeah. But that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. People, it's evolutionary biology. People can't handle inconsistency in nature. We don't Otherwise, like to yeah. change confused. their shape and change their. And that's like that's my whole. I, I've got this complex. I'm a transgender person. Uh, if this is, I know it's audio for your main listeners and uh, yeah. video. The video goes on. No, I don't know yeah. if that would make a difference for most people. Um, <laughs> I, I sometimes think that because I'm proper tomboy. It seems like what a fucking waste of time and effort that I got all this way to just <laughs> like just wear a hat and shirt and jeans. Um, like so, I I play with that. I'll come out sometimes, really dolled up, blah, 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 and I just come to the mic and like, all right, how's it going? And just <laughs> and like, right, we're off, we're straight off that. Now we're Barry gonna White. Find yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the it playing with that, ugh, it's hard to. I like killing with kindness as well. Yeah. Um, like so that what you were saying, like you you can stay in that energy. And if you can do a joke about them that's self-effacing to yourself, you that's gold, isn't it? Surely that's yeah, gold. Yeah, if you want yeah. to shut somebody up by... You see, when you're transgender, it's the easiest thing in the world because it's an inherent thing. I don't know, straight guys, there's there's a tension. And if I can play with their tension while making a joke about my own knob <laughs> or whatever, then it's, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, yeah, we had... Um, uh, basically we had bethany black on and she was talking oh, she yeah. talked about how she because obviously she's talked about being trans for years on stage and she said in uh i think she, was it i'm sure she said basically currently in the last year or two she's noticed a slight shift that it almost ra- creates more tension in the room talking about it because it's suddenly become a bit more it's like in a the, hot potato it's currently it? become a topic that's a bit more of a mainstream conversation than it used to be sort of such a uh a sort of almost a novelty to people that didn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? It was almost like, oh, I can't believe I've just seen a trans person. Whereas now, because it is more discussed, like she said, actually, she finds a bit more often, there's a bit more resistance from certain audience members. It's so, it's it's such a nuanced thing. Is that because it's it... become a bit political and stuff, would you, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Or just, I, I think, and I think also, like it's, that thing it's of, the left and the right. Yeah, I suppose it has started to be, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's now discussed with like, like more people would, would have an opinion on it now than yeah. would 10, 15 years ago because a well, lot of people wouldn't have even known really about it. Do you know how bizarre it is as well? Of course, you, you can only. You can only guess, but it's a, it would be a, an educated guess to think that the majority of transgender people are left-leaning, well-meaning people. But yet the tokenistic transgender person is Caitlyn Jenner, who's a right-wing Republican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and that was the, the most first famous one on earth. Exactly. Yeah. It's really I guess it's are... not. It's not that, is it? Yeah. It's not that trans people are more on the left. I guess it's... I would say that they are, but that would be a, an, an estimated guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's about... But like, it doesn't mean because someone's transgender they're on the left does it yeah no but yeah of course yeah i guess yeah, the yeah. left are the yeah i i guess I left means yeah. novelty like as a, as a really boiled down thing left means novelty seeking behavior things will change make them better make them whatever yeah, right yeah. means conserve things keep them the way they are <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. definitely not kept things Too the way right. they are that's yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> but, but there is a nuance to it i'm my my absolute 100% shtick and it will always be this is I'm on the front line of middle England I really love I don't use words for example like I'm not educating people like cisgender and all this stuff that's that's a good conversation to have in that realm yeah it's yeah. not my realm I'm I'm coming out they're like oh what the fuck is this let's chat about it <laughs> I'm Russell Brand with tits that is definitely my that is that's, my world that's a very good um that'd be a good quote to get in a review yeah that's <laughs> I, I said that because that's what I got from Steve Bennett he said, did you really tits. yeah Oh my yeah. God! That was—I mean—that is—is that is a—it's a funny quote. You know yeah. what I mean? It's rare that Bennett <laughs> pulls out a funny quote. 
Um, did you see the chortle thing this week everyone was sharing? I, I find yeah. it fascinating that so many comedians spend all their time saying they don't care about chortle. I don't care about chortle. And chortle. then fucking make them trend on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, make them loads of advertising <laughs> revenue from a clickbait headline. They um, basically, Rick Molland, uh, the comedian, um, just did like a sort of one of them Edinburgh interviews. You know, it's like sort of a quick, sna- like sort of short, snappy uh, interview questions. And it, I think he got, yeah, he got asked about Zoom gigs. And he just, uh, you know, in that classic comedian's way, would say, like, oh, no one likes Zoom gigs. It's great to be back live. That's all he said, really. And basically, the headline was, no, every, everyone hated Zoom gigs or something like that. And then naturally, loads of sort of well-meaning types um, started sharing it going, well, fucking obviously you don't know about disabled people. Like, <laughs> like that thing of like, basically accusing Rick of, sort of being ableist and forgetting that some people did like Zoom gigs. It's like, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't making a slide. He, he wasn't, wasn't exactly. Everyone, he was literally either. doing an interview where he said he, like, he said he didn't like Zoom gigs, but he also slightly generalised because it was a funny interview. Yeah. And like, it, and oh, it, it was mad. It was so, such an overreaction. Yeah. And it literally was people just, people did exactly what Chortle want people to share that. So yeah. they went for the clickbaity um headline and just and comedians fell for it hook line and sinker like i'm not having a go at the comedians like people i really like shared it with a sort of like actually some of us really did enjoy zoom gigs and it got us yeah. through a very financially troubling time it's like again you don't need to you're say you're allowed that. to enjoy them as people are allowed to hate them it's yeah, like yeah. what so everyone has to like them yeah, it was so i bizarre. quite liked them to be honest i, enjoyed them a lot, yeah. I did like them as well that's i mean there is that it's a hundred percent success rate in this conversation of people exactly. that enjoyed the zoom gigs yeah, so. yeah but none of us are upset that somebody else said yeah. they didn't enjoy no. it which is it'd the... be mad if every like if everyone had the same opinion yeah yeah, yeah. It'd be uh, insane um i did a, a tv show called the voice in 2016 i was going to the... come on to this next and ask you about the voice oh well it, it's pertinent to what we're chatting about because uh the, the when you your episode's about to go live. You go to your local BBC radio station, so mine's BBC Essex, and went in for an interview. It's like, oh, I was going to be on tonight. And the guy had no idea what being transgender was at all. It's a really awkward conversation. And it literally, our conversation got ended up getting used as educational material for other stations of as how to not interview. Uh, yeah. But the reason I bring it up is because... <laughs> do yeah, this. He said to me, um, so are you, uh, are you transgender on... In real life or just on stage? I was like, what? Well, that's a weird <laughs> fucking question. Just and quickly I, have an yeah. operation in the green <laughs> yeah, it's room. Yeah, just a little character, day. I'm trying. What's your now? rider? I want yeah. a surgeon. <laughs> well, so I said to him, that what you're talking about is, a, is like a drag performer. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of them. Yeah, I love yeah. drag queens, but I'm not one. And yeah. the article that came out was, Jordan Gray, oh, I'm transgender, not a drag queen, exclamation oh, mark. God. And those drag queens like, well, actually, you know, they find that there's all different kinds. Co- it's like, it wasn't my, that wasn't yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like half my listeners face yeah. that I've insulted by accident you also don't want to upset drag queens they are no. <laughs> notoriously um yeah it's so annoying that, that that's that's what's happened to not journalism is the wrong word but like basically it's that's what they got to do in it they're trying to share their news articles and all these things so it's the only way to do that tyranny, they say. It's, it's I that was just a naive question i guess wasn't it It didn't mean any bad intent but it was pretty stupid exactly and that's the the weirdest part of this whole thing i was going to say lifestyle choice then as a joke and then thought out of context that's going to (laughs) say it's just going to be the exact same thing that's what we'd use as the headline for this podcast (laughs) being trans is a lifestyle Lifestyle choice choice. 
the weirdest thing about it is that people make mistakes all day long and who can get upset about a mistake it's like a child touching a radio you don't want yeah, to do yeah. it but if they do you don't say oh you fucking idiot you say yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no don't do that so people if it's, get if stuff it's wrong, turned it's like, off then it's not it's not a thing is it, it doesn't matter. that's true i'm not sure how that analogy stretches <laughs> <to> my... <laughs> Just thought I'd add to it. Do you know it, what I mean? It's, it's heartbreaking every time it happens, but who do you blame? You can't say that. You can say that's not a very nice thing you said, but you can't say like that, that your intention was not very nice because it works. Well, yeah, I suppose that is often, I think, what I think that's what's happened in this sort of social media age is people have sort of oft, often forget about intention as being more important, really, than, you know, if somebody is sort of their intentions are good, but they're just a bit uninformed yeah. and they say something a bit offhand they're probably they're the person that if you actually go look what you said there was actually just so you know wasn't yeah. very sensitive they're the people that go oh shit sorry and they'll yeah, be like no whereas you know if the assumption that their intentions were bad just because what actually came out sounded bad is that's a bad habit to that's get into bad. isn't it yeah there's a yeah. bloke the other day a gig uh just a little um mixed bill and at the end he said i thought it was a proper dirty football man I, I can't think of a good analogy it was just a really horrible I, nothing wrong with football and he comes up at the end and i thought it was going to try and have a pop or something and then he goes i just wanted to say uh i enjoyed that very much uh you uh you remind me of karen carpenter with nicer tits and i was like that's the nicest thing that that man could have said i'll yeah, take that yeah. as an absolute win it's not it's not an ideal thing to say to a person but sure that's probably his nicest thing yeah yeah, yeah. he probably had to really work up to give you a compliment yeah. like, i'm just gonna go and say so i just want to say so he was trying yeah. to be so nice and he probably said everything like and he panicked and added the tits bit at the end as a sort of like oh i've got, I've got to say tits Maybe it's because maybe it's because he was talking to comedians and he thought, oh yes, yeah, I've learned the, the patter. You, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Got clothes, clothes strong. Um, <laughs> what was the, so? Talk us through the voice because we discussed this when we saw you last. But um, you know, you've it's a that's a cool thing to have done. It was all uh, right, actually. The, who did the, you in your audition? Who turned round? No one turned round. It's very what it's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, it's th th don't take it like that makes me special in any way, right? It's it's <laughs> this is literally they they have to ascribe the hero's journey to everyone that comes on the voice and yeah, yeah, any yeah. way to sort of make that interesting that's my assessment um it's the first time anyone's ever not got a turn and then been brought back within the same season because somebody dropped out um oh. so i i was de facto i was like the, the first runner-up i guess and then i yeah. went all the way to semi-finals i do think very much it's the case that you've, so you've got a, a transgender person on the voice the whole point is you don't see the person so they, I sung nothing special. I, I yeah. sung uh, "Just Like a Woman" by Bob Dylan, and I was like reappropriating it for like a, in yeah, an emotional yeah. way. They turned around, and then oh, that, that sort of don't match visually. And then I think the producers were like, "Why the fuck didn't you turn around like we told you to?" <laughs> like they, yeah. this is the story that we were going to carry through yeah. the whole season. That's my <laughs> assessment. But I can't. I'm not going to speak ill. It was an amazing experience. Like yeah, fun. I ended up with Paloma Faith. Oh yeah, I so but who were yeah, so the judges were would have been Paloma Faith. Um, first year, Tom Jones. No, instead of Tom, we had uh, Boy George for his first year on the UK. Oh, he season. was great on it. I remember seeing yeah, some episodes great. of him. He was he so lovely, him. and he championed uh, me as well. Like so, after the Voice and, and throughout, um, Lydia Lucy was one of my fellow contestants. Uh, my judge Paloma wanted to meet Lydia, and Boy George wanted to meet me. So we all went out for a little private dinner, like oh, while everything's lovely. going on. He's such a nice man. Um, Seemed like a nice guy. Uh, and then we had Ricky Wilson and Will I Am. I wasn't mad about Ricky Wilson, and not not in any slight on him, but he was a big fan of sitting on the desk. 
Do you know when somebody, I don't, you know when there's a desk <laughs> and people come out and they sit on it to have a chat and I, and I was like, just yeah. fucking sit down in your chair, mate. I don't know who Ricky Wilson is. Kaiser uh, Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs, the lead oh. singer. Whatever happened to the Kaiser Chiefs? Is that the Riot song, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's just understand. about as much as you're allowed to sing before you have to pay for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's fine. Um, here, yeah, it's, I won't um... finish the song then. <laughs> uh, and yeah, because it's um, that's a shame Tom Jones was on it. Was he just off? Was that before he was on it? Or was he just off that season? He's just off for that season. I, I presume oh. he's come back. I've not seen any of him. He's on it. Yeah, he's on. back on it now. He's the, oh, like, okay. Um, because I Boy, love George Tom Jones. is a legend, though, isn't he? He is a legend. We did talk about that briefly. So <laughs> again, oh, he yeah. was not listening to that chat. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about we... going home. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. Um, he had some stories. He did have nice. some stories. I thought Boy George uh, passed away. Is that right? No. <laughs> no he's, he's very much still alive. And, Thinking of and George well. Michael, maybe. Um, Boy George Michael. Yeah. yeah. I got Hello. followed on Twitter by Boy George, and I was okay. like, whoa. And I looked, and he follows about 55,000 people. And I was like, that's, <laughs> I don't know, he's probably got a bot that just follows people to get any amount of retweets or something. I th- yeah, he's he's a he's quite an avid user, isn't he? He's always uh, yeah, he's he al- is, yeah. if you see him on his Instagram, he's always trying out the latest like filters and stuff. It's quite sweet. He also loves it. He loves <clears> it. So. He's not afraid to engage with a dickhead on Twitter. Definitely. You know what I mean, he'll call out somebody who's being a bit of a knob, which is um, which is good. Fun. You know, I think sometimes sometimes I, I, there's certain celebrities who do that on Twitter. And I'm like, mate, what are you doing? Just you don't need to do. That. You could literally mute everyone, and you're fine. Whereas sometimes when they do it in a funny way, I'm like, oh, actually, that's that's good fun. Just watching Boy George just coat someone off yeah. online. <laughs> I know it's thing. a cliche as well, but like James Blunt's returns after after the yeah. absolute uh, what's the word contrarian response to him being so popular, him just taking it on the chin and responding, oh, gold and ultimately every time. winning over a whole new yeah wave of people because he yeah. is. I mean, I, again, I don't want to coat anyone off, but yeah, his his success was quite interesting you know that it was like he just he went he's like he sold so many that song was a tune though wasn't it don't you think it wasn't for me i mean it wasn't for me but i just it's not my type of music but then i i, fa- I, I, I find myself I'm, I'm of that age where i find myself now feeling like people, i mean if you it know, came I, on I, in the radio and you were driving late at night would you like crash <laughs> on purpose <laughs> um, oh i i just cry <laughs> But you do that with every song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's because you're just with, depressed. I do that with gangster rap. <laughs> um, but I am... Um, no, I I, I, it is an age thing as well, where now I'm just... I find myself constantly hearing music and going, like, I don't get it. And that's just something yeah. that's happened in the last few years. I just cannot... And, like, it's the most successful song in the world. And I'm like, what the... Where's what, the what rock and roll? Yeah, just I feel like that. I've turned roll. into my parents' age group. I think I it's important to up. share that with people because a lot of people that love music or it's a huge part of their life, myself included, um, you think you're the only one that's going through that. You think, what's wrong with me? No, it is, it's it's got to be, there's got to be something about our, our genetic makeup. Yes. We're trying to conserve uh, neurogenesis at this point. We're not going to take on new styles of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then we'll make jokes about it, which is, of course, the way we deal with our own inherent tensions. So every, like, mumble rap is, for me, was the line. I liked it yeah. a bit, but I'll make jokes about it. And anything from here, I, 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 I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm trying to think of like, I, I still hear the odd bit of new music, 
and go like, oh, that's all right. But I just, there's not been... What was the last thing? What was the last thing you had that you were like, Oh, yeah, it's a bit Oh, well, no, do you know what? I quite like some um, rap. I quite like, you know, sort of modern stuff. I quite like a bit of UK sort of stuff. I listened to that um, Dave's new album, which is good. Uh, that came out like two weeks ago. I just I had to listen to that. I was like, this is good stuff. You know, he's a very good writer. Um, so there's stuff that I, I will go, all right, this is cool. But like, you know, just a lot of, it's made them, a lot of the very popular stuff I really struggle with. Like, even like people like Ed Sheeran, like, you know, I'm not having a go at Ed Sheeran. I get it's not for me, but. You know, I just listen to it, and I'm like, it's it just sounds like so much other stuff. There's, I didn't, it just, and I feel like, but part of that, I don't know if it's part of it is because there's so much music now. Do you know what I mean? Every generation there's been a, a sort of exponential growth of music, isn't there? Like when my yeah, parents and were old, young, old stuff didn't go away, so it's all there now. Yeah, the library is more than you could ever listen That's to. That's what now, I right? mean. Like I've got a box of forty-five old forty-fives uh, uh... here next to, on with next to my record player. And there, um, basically, my uncle died years ago. We were clearing out his house, and I, and I found like he had loads of old records, and I sort of plundered them. And there was this box of forty fives, and like it was basically just the stuff that him and my aunt would buy. You know, they'd go out once a week with their pocket money, and they'd buy a forty five. And it's just, it's this amazing sort of like four years from like probably about it's probably like sixty. Yeah, probably about 65 to maybe 70. You wish it was a box full of his pocket money instead. <laughs> <laughs> Just gold bullion. Um, what, what about you, Julian, man? What was the last thing you heard? They were like... What, a new song? I, I don't Just know, before got... you decided you don't care about music anymore. No, or Julian likes receptive? modern pop music. Okay. Like... I suppose when my daughter had Capital on in my car like a couple of years ago, it's just I've just left it on. And I quite... I don't know, like... It also changes, doesn't it, with chart music, like it's refreshed every couple of months, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know, there's a lot of shit, but I don't know, I, c- I can like a song, I just like a catchy, I don't know, like, I still love Bob Dylan and, 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 you know, the Beatles and Bob Marley. Bob Marley's probably my number one in my, in my life, it? I guess, yeah. Oh yeah, he told me last time, we was, I, was, I said to him, what... What is the music that's playing at the core of your being? Do you think all what the time? What a good question that was. And, and you yeah. said probably Mar- Marley and Reggae. Like, yeah, I think really? it does inform who we are. Is like if you know you say, "Oh, what's your spirit animal?" Or whatever. I think everyone's probably there's a song playing at your core, not in a magical spiritual sense, like yeah. in a neurological sense. That if you went completely quiet in like one of those quiet rooms, that would start yeah. to come. What's what do you reckon? Stir it up. Yeah, stir up's a good song. Redemption. Yeah. Is that you? Mine would core, be. Core? Mine would be. Um, it would be Brian Eno. Um, yeah. An ending, which is, I think, my favourite song of all time. Even though it's sort of not really a know. song, almost. It's like it's a it's a noise. It's like it's ambient sort of sounds. I but, used to uh, love that song Chandelier when that was out for a while. That's a tune, isn't it? That's a banger by Sia. Yeah. Oh, by Sia. Sia yeah. yeah. That That's one with a cool of, um... video, isn't it? With a little girl dancing. Yeah. yeah. I sound like such a granddad. That's the one who'd call video. Shia LaBeouf was in uh, Elastic Heart, which was another banger by Sia. Yeah, Yeah. she's good, man. um, Um, Has he been? He's been sort of cancelled, Shia LaBeouf, hasn't he? Didn't he? He's been getting a bit violent in domestic violence. Uh, Um, We don't want that because he's he's had a few. uh, Didn't he? he, he, It was a period where he sort of everyone. He was sort of cancelled just for being hard. I think for being hard to work work with. And, and then, drunk driving and stuff. Yeah, he was a bit problematic, and then he had a bit of a resurgence. Um, and because I watched a, I watched a, a thing called Hot, Hot. What's it called? 
what's that is there's a youtube um show where they eat hot, hot wings hot ones hot ones, hot ones. ones. yeah and the shia labeouf episode i watched it and i i thought it was so funny and i thought yeah. he came across really well and i was like right he's had a bit of a resurgence all is forgiven and then now he's fucking done again i was like god damn it yeah. um but it was a bit um it was abusing his ex or something oh well that was god. the there was an article about it yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. There. <laughs> um but what was your what was your song jordan what was your oh, song that um, plays when everything's quiet i reckon it's that the opening song from nightmare for christmas this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkin <laughs> scream in the dead of night. That's, there's a, there is a song in the middle of that um, film where Jack has gone to Christmas Town and he's he's loving it, and but it's new, so he's because he's a, from Halloween Town, his brain can't comprehend what it is. Sorry, can you hear that? Somebody's gone past with the biggest sound system in a car I've heard in a long Playing time. This is Halloween. Like, so yeah, so that literally like, <laughs> my that. my room just shook when that drove past, so I couldn't that's hear it. properly. Um, um, sorry, that's, such, that's... that's so ironic that you can yeah. hear the song. Um, the, there's a bit where so he's come back from Christmas Town and then he's in his town and he's trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas and it's the sweetest, loveliest thing because he's got like candy canes in like chemistry jars and there's all this yeah, map yeah. on the thing because he can't comprehend what Christmas is. <laughs> and that I think that's the one in my head. I'm all yeah, I don't yeah. quite get most things, but I I like breaking them apart and yeah, it's always yeah. that. That's that's my song. Yeah. It's um, I I did a what did I I wrote an art I'm not an article is the wrong word but I did like a sort of a little interview thing with a music magazine uh, a few weeks ago where I had to design my dream album right but it's a it's a fun game because it's not your it's not like your normal one where it's like pick you basically pick ten songs that you if you were creating an album this one was every song had to be that numbered song on that album. So you had to pick the your, your favorite ever opening song on an album, your favorite ever second song on an album. And it's quite a hard yeah. thing to get into. But you um, phone handy to check it out, presumably. It took a lot of research, who, I yeah. think, didn't it? Well, I sort of um, just basically went through my favourite albums and worked out. That. And so once I, what I actually found out, weirdly, most of my favourite songs are in the first three songs of any album, which is weird. I don't know Do if you that... think that's generally where they put the best. I don't know, but like, but I found it so easy. Like, I could each for for the, for like one to three, but maybe one to four. I I had I could have picked one of five songs. You know what I mean? Like I could have picked. I had so many options, but once we got past that, actually, I got to my favorite albums and the song and that song that coincided with that number. It was quite like, oh, I've got one for this number <laughs> that I can find in you know, without spending two days, sort of pouring over all my favorite albums. Wait, but, what's your favorite album? Um, my favorite album. Well, again, it's it's, it's mood question. dependent. Like yeah. my my favorite album is probably that album that that Brian Eno song's on. It's called Apollo. Uh, um, what's it called? It's got Apollo atmospheres and soundtracks. Uh, but that is that would that on on most days that would probably be my favorite album. On other days it'd be, you know, I thought like the Pogues, Rum Sodomy and the Lash is another one of my favorite albums. Yeah. Um what about One, you, Jordan? Yeah, what's your good? Let's do yours. Uh, there was this really trendy period in the noughties when a, a, artists would have like concept albums, like Green Day and Blink One Eight Two. The, yeah, the yeah, album yeah. was like a whole piece of art, and then like track seven would be someone reading a letter from their grandfather <laughs> in the war, or whatever. And I like those, so it'd be the Pink album by Blink One Eight Two, probably, or uh, a Muse actually. Muse is it Absolution? I think is an excellent yeah, yeah. album. 
Um, I've done in my lifetime b- before comedy. I've done seven albums, and we, there is a sort of a uh, a formula of where you're going to stick the songs, the various. Yeah. We can't hear that as much as you can, Carl. Oh, we can see you reacting to that sound. There's, but it's, so, there's a lot going on outside yeah. my face at the minute. It's so it's weird. It's not so bad. Um, um, the, the place that you put the uh, the wacky sort of left field song, you can do that sort of maybe yeah third or fourth. Yeah. And a big ballad at the end. And then if you've yeah. got a big Bohemian Rhapsody type thing that's too uncommercial, that, that'll be the last track. Yeah, on the yeah. What do you open with, though? Is it open with the, the most palatable mainstream one the, the thing that is the most you i think is a good right starter. um but then a lot of artists will say yeah but i'm i'm most of the other stuff is commercial i just do that for the commerciality and this yeah, is me yeah. but if, if you're a successful artist you've already connected with what you are and you've made that commercial yeah, or you've just yeah, yeah. resigned yourself to being commercial and retroactively decided that's who you are that's why i quit music we brought out an album a, a single and it cost like 11 grand to that's a lie how much did it cost <laughs> Like six and a half grand or something like that yeah. with the video. And it was, I, I keep getting told off for saying this, it was shit. It wasn't a bad song, <laughs> but it was the most boring thing I've ever heard. And I was like, I put loads of effort into that, but we spent so much money and the producers coming in and yeah, it turned yeah. into like this dance song. I've never done a dance song in my life, but no. it was after the voice. We're like, oh yeah, let's get this out there. This is going to be a banger. It was just homogenous shit being oh, really? added to loads of homogenous shit. So well, do you quick. know, I often find, and again, this is again, producer dependent, but that's what I find with a lot of, and when I sound like an old man, when I say like modern music, yeah. I feel like every, you, you can always hear similar production styles that of what's in vogue at that point, you know? Yeah. And like, so I just, that's what I find when I, if I hear, you know, if I'm in, if I'm in fucking H&M and they've got like, just like their generic pop that's out at that minute that is playing, all of it sounds like it's been produced by the same person. They've all got a similar sounds and noises. It has a lot. There's probably about 10 people in there. And they're almost all Swedish. They're almost all Swedish or Norwegian. There's a sound at the moment that's in every dance remix and it's that really plinky electric piano. So in everything, that's that's in almost all dance remixes. Yeah, so it's it's weird. I'm not, um, you know, I I like producers that go a bit off-paced. Do you think they sometimes like go like have have like a computer program that they put all of the best melodies ever in and they can kind of get melodies so a computer can write a hook and stuff do they do that I'm sure <clears throat> i'm sure that <clears throat> like it's, it's science based there is a uh, an article come out recently it's up the most fascinating thing they've taken uh, so what it's what you've said but not for the purposes of creating songs but for the purposes of um of studying the, the progression of music the songs from the 70s uh and, but before that actually it's almost like late 50s onwards to now <clears throat> the um, musical tonal dynamics of a song they, they show it visually on a graph has gone from this really wide range in terms of volume um quiet to loud in a single song chord progressions of a single song has gone from this huge thing to a tiny tiny sliver really? of a bracket everything's condensed into the same decibel range and everything for so it can be mixed at the same tempo is like the same no tempo changes imagine yeah. a massive banger coming out now that had a tempo change how difficult that is to mix then yeah, into yeah, a yeah. dance song so it's written so it can be slotted into a dance mix in a club yeah yeah but then the stuff from yesteryear you know the vocal ranges the dynamics of it all the uh the cadence and the the tombra yeah that stuff is just now a sliver i was gonna say that yeah. i think it's the tombra <laughs> <laughs> you 
do use that word a lot, Julian. Yeah. yeah. The um, instrumentation as well, like stuff that instruments that just don't get used unless it's for a novelty now and a dance song. Someone yeah. will come along with it like a what I like a hurdy gurdy, just do a and then that's on a loop yeah. for the song. Well, that's, that's the, the yeah. yeah, the looping is a thing, isn't it? Like Yeah. Um like we I listened I've listened to Oh, this is another song that was on my perfect album was um uh, and this was it was a hard one to pick number 10 I couldn't I was really trying to wrap my brains to think of a great number 10 off an album and I ended up going for um, uh, Bound off um, Kanye's Jesus uh, right uh, which yeah. I think is an absolute masterpiece of an album uh, but what I love about that album I went and when I was sorting out my playlist I just I, I listened to that whole album again just when I was on like a train and I forgot that if you want to see it listen to an album that feels like it's been produced by a madman it's that album because when you talk about sort of tempo shift there's bits where songs just become another song out of the blue just yeah. and it's so it like the whole album just catches you off guard so many times and i know he's a bit of a divisive figure kanye but i i mean i don't think you can dispute he's a fucking genius as well yeah you can separate the art from the, the, the policy on that yeah because he is and also i i, I do like gary I quite... glitter as well isn't it you can, you can do that <laughs> I really, I don't, I do quite like Kanye as well. I know he's, um, I think he's obviously troubled. I often... really like him as well. I just think he, he's like dancing to his own tune, isn't he? De- I mean, like, yeah, definitely. 100%. It's the, the old Nietzsche quote, isn't it? Uh, those uh, were thought to be, ins- yeah, no, or, lest we forget those that were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. Yeah, he's got yeah, something exactly. going on in his head that we can't hear and he's he's dancing along to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, it's, it's where like genius comes from, isn't it? It's Definitely. not going to be completely conforming. No, but a lot of people just write off his music who don't really listen to hip hop because they, they just see him and the things he does in public and they I just sort of he, assume he's shit. I do think he phoned it in on... Uh, uh, on um, extraterrestrial with Katy Perry. Did you hear his bit? I didn't listen to it. It's like a really. It's quite an ethereal pop. It could be a Björk song if it wasn't for right. Kanye jumping in, and then Kanye. Just, so it's all. It's like um, you know, get inside my membrane, and then Kanye's <laughs> like, there's a bar out in Mars where they drive in spaceships instead of cars, <laughs> oh, and it's like you phoned that in at the last yeah, ten minutes. Yeah. There's a few like <laughs> I always think whenever you hear Snoop Dogg appear on a on a pop track. You're yeah. like, that fucking guy just took the money, just had a spliff and just walked into the studio and <laughs> said some bullshit and just went yeah. home, man. He's on so many songs where he just comes in and goes, California, and just fucks <laughs> off. And you're like... <laughs> and you're like, yep, you Snoop, he got his paycheck. sent it in from a voice note. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, Snoop, what have you got for us for this song? Hey, just let me hear it. Let me think. California. <laughs> off he goes. It's about California. Yes. It's about <laughs> London. He's... <laughs> Yeah, it's a London Calling reboot. <laughs> London. That's a tune, actually, isn't it? He, um, um, he's become like a... He's such a pop culture icon that I love how he's crossed over into... Um, you, you'll often see him on like the Comedy Central roasts. Yeah. Snoop Dogg is there. Yeah. As a, well, he's, as in every, he's everything. Like, he'll do adverts. Yeah. He just, he's become sort of... He commentated the boxing fight the other day, didn't he? <laughs> he does a bit of that. Well, that's, but he's, he, oh, almost, he's transcended to like super celebrity level where... And you, and you can't he, he, judge him for any of it. Like He's one of these yeah. people that... He'll do the Just Eat adverts. You're like, I'll give him that. He's funny. Yeah. It's, funny. it's actually quite a good tune as well. Yeah, that is a tune actually. Yeah, yeah. it's very rare that you'd see an advert song. You're like, oh, that's actually, you know, I like that. But um, it's like Kevin it, Bacon. Is yeah, you can just get away with it now because um, he's committed to it. Although I don't know if you see the same thing. Harvey I don't... Keitel as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
De Niro, I think, hasn't. Do we know? So then, them De Niro adverts, the one where he does with the car, where he's dressed like a hipster. I found that quite cringy. I was like, "This not isn't." Seen that. You've not got to Kevin Do you Bacon think they're running out of money. These yet. some of these guys. Well, not Baker slope, apparently maybe. Kevin Bacon. Um, I heard the reason he suddenly just started appearing in these he adverts and stuff out of the blue was um, he lost loads of money in the financial crash in 2008. Like he had loads of money. All of his like, apart from like his assets, his houses, whatever, all of his savings essentially was tied up in you know whatever sort of funds and stuff that were. I just got totally wiped out so he basically became very cash poor and that's why he just suddenly was back in the game get them adverts mate get some, yeah, like, sitting get some... in um, audition rooms in <laughs> Soho <laughs> you've got to read a part with him that'd be <laughs> fucked up man um, have you ever done the acting Jordan or thought about it yeah so I um, I just uh, re- wrote uh, created and co-starred in a show for Comedy oh Central, of course you did I saw you share it on Twitter on, on, I, saw, I saw the, <clears throat> the the sort of show image it looked really cool oh man um, it's such a joy um, and where, so where was it on that was a Comedy Central short form yes, show that's now been did, yeah. acquired by <laughs> had you acted company. before that only theatre um, and I'm not a, I'm definitely I know that my range is it is it's the Russell Brand trajectory. I can play myself with a slightly different haircut yeah, for my yeah, whole career, yeah. but it, unless it's a bizarrely wacky character, I've just done um, Clunker Dunk, mind of her, but Clunker Dunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that I can't say what it is, but it's weird. If it's really out there, but I want to. I'd love to do a. I'd love to just do a one eighty and do some serious stuff, but I don't know if I can. I, don't, I, don't, I think I'm pretty shallow. I, don't, I wouldn't know what to tap into. I'm yeah. not a Brexian performer. <laughs> I have to be sort of Stanislavskian about it. And yeah. we, like, I'd have to uh, go into the mind of that character, which means I can only be <laughs> who I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I won't name the person, um, but a, a, a comedy friend um, once was doing, a, was doing a, a role and was doing a, quite, a, quite a vastly different accent to their own. And um, that I, I, we met up. We didn't meet. I mean, we bumped into each other at a funeral of a joint uh, friend, and um, and he was this. He was talking in a, in a weird accent at the funeral, and I went, "You're all right, mate. What, what's that? What, what's that voice?" It's only he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm in character. I'm just trying to get this voice." I was like, "Mate, you're at a fucking funeral. Do you know what I mean? Just sh- you're not Brando. Just shelve the accent for an hour." And it, you know what I mean? It felt a bit God. sort of off. Pretentious. You know. Yeah, well, he just, I suppose it was such a different accent. I think he genuinely felt like he had to live in it to get it right. Do you know what I mean? But it did feel like it's... Well, I'm sure Not a funeral. What was it? I think yeah. I quoted it for some reason on here the other week about that old one of... Was it Al Pacino and, and Laurence Olivier when they were doing... Like Al Pacino was talking about his method and all this sort of like getting into yeah. the character, and Laurence Olivier just went, "Have you ever tried acting, darling?" <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. The two schools, and yeah. if you've earned it, then the Stanislavski. I think I've got the right way around. The Stanislavski and getting into the method. Acting, yeah, 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 yeah. That if you've got that skill set, but if you don't and you're coming at it cold, that's the most pretentious thing ever. That is that silly. Do you, do you ever watch that documentary? This isn't really a judgment, but did you ever watch uh, the Man on the Moon documentary about Jim Carrey going into the? Yes. Yeah. Like so, <coughs> he's not a trained. He's a, he's actually a, a terrific serious actor. Is Jim yeah, Carrey. he is. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't, to my knowledge, is a comedian. Come up through comedy one hundred percent into yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. films. He didn't go to comedy school, and he just decided to show up as Andy Kaufman and be Andy Kaufman, and it fucked people off for like yeah, six yeah, months yeah. of filming. Yeah. It's a hard. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I think it's. Um, 
it is you know some people just have the skill some of them old school you know i think a lot of the old sort of shakespeare legends of like gilgood and all that could just sort of just turn it on in it they were it was a di- but it's a different style of acting as well. It's yeah, a weird skill acting. to have, isn't it? It's like they can just lie, like just become like it's like um, shaped. Sh- what is it? Shape shifting. Yeah, shape shifting. Yeah. I'm very very <laughs> familiar with the shape shifting. Uh, um, your internet's gone all funny, Julian. You went all sort of roboty there. Yeah. Can you hear us? I know, I've been like battling it for about uh, 20 minutes. That's all right. Um, I'll Hello? snip Is it out right? when you, yeah, you can hear you now. Um, it's, um, have you, would you ever do cool. acting training? Me? Yeah. I, I've got too much of an ego and everyone thinks that they're special and like, no, I do it differently. And I know that, that deep down that's not true, but... I can't do anything like I can't do yoga. I couldn't get a personal trainer because I'd be like, "This is no, this is how I move. This is how my body moves. Yeah, you can't yeah, tell yeah. me how my body moves." But that is going to limit me potentially. If it was a proper serious role, or yeah. I, I don't know, like Marvel, that's my dream. I want to be a superhero. If, yeah. if someone's like, you have to bulk up and like proper learn this stuff. Yeah, definitely. If it's if the ends justify the means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not just for not preemptively. <laughs> No, that's like we've. I'm sure we. Uh, in the past, we've discussed how the dream is to get a role where they sort of say you need to get in such good shape that we're going to give you a. You can put you in like a proper personal trainer boot camp for six months. They're going to do everything, make yeah. your food, and you literally just have six months to get so in, in such good shape, and then yeah. just uh, get paid for it at the same time. That'd yeah. be amazing. It's all of our dreams. Um, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, we've been talking for nearly an hour. It's been a great giggle, though. Thanks, lads. It's, been, it's flown by. Uh, it's been lovely on. talking to you. Um, people can find you online. If they like, at Tall Dark Friend, <laughs> which is a conversation for another time. Can they listen to your um, song that you criticised and said it's rubbish on Spotify? Probably. Like I've literally resigned my whole life, of that life to the past, but there's <laughs> stuff out there. There's videos, there's plenty. Oh, they're all under Tall Dark Friend, except that one, which was my first and only song under my own name, Jordan Okay. Gwen. And the voice the stuff voice? is probably on YouTube, is it? Oh, the voice stuff's on there. Proud to that. Yeah, Check. Yeah. I do Real Gone Kid by uh, by Deacon Blue. Deacon Blue. It? That's yeah, yeah. it's a banger, and I've done that away. It's a great song. Um, yeah, yeah, and where good. can and people can watch the Comedy Central show online, or is it? Yes, that's Transaction. So you can watch. That's a short form show, and when it inevitably makes its way to the big screen, no, the medium screen, TV, <laughs> yeah. not the cinema, you'll be able to watch that from the comfort of your own living room. Excellent. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. And we'll hopefully see you again soon. Well done uh, for the for the podcast, lads. It's fantastic. Well, cheers. Oh, thank you. Um, Julian, any any final words? Um, God bless. <laughs> God bless. Let's end on that. It is we're recording this on Sunday. It's God's day. So let's it's wish Sabbath. everyone. Um, is it Sabbath Saturday or Sunday? Oh, it might be Saturday. Let's not get into this now. We're wrapping it up. Let's not get into this. every day for me. Um, It is. That's what we've always said. Um, Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) 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 (laughs)